Welcome to the Insect Podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Today's episode has been made possible in part by the Tyndall Spouses Club. Sue Lopez will be our host for today. So Hannah, thank you so much today for joining us for our podcast to talk about your story as a military child who is now a young military adult. And um, in our previous conversation, you had shared what that journey was like for you transitioning into adulthood. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself as a military child? So my younger sister and I were born in Abilene, Texas, and my dad was stationed at the Dias Air Force Base at the time. And I was maybe two and a half when we moved to Charleston, South Carolina, and we were stationed at Joint Base Charleston in North Charleston, South Carolina. And we were there for a great deal of time, maybe like 14, 15 years. And while we were there, my dad was active duty and constantly on and off night shift and day shift. So it was never a set routine. It was always changing. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but she put us through private school. In order to do that, we cleaned houses on base nearby, and she had the contract to clean the Air Force housing and housing on the Naval Weapons Station in Goose Creek, South Carolina. So doing that and following her around and experiencing what you wouldn't see on a normal day-to-day basis of what really goes on in a military household really opened my eyes and I'm grateful for that experience and it really helped me to understand what it takes to have a strong work ethic and to just want the next best thing in a way and want the best for yourself and have that work ethic to be successful in your life and with that I am a freshman at Kansas State University, and I am majoring in agriculture economics with a focus in pre-law. And I haven't decided yet, but I might minor in religious studies, or I could go down the secondary route and get my secondary in global food systems leadership. And I think that having my background of being exposed to so many different walks of life has pushed me to want something different for myself and go against the grain in a way, just because it sounds difficult doesn't mean you should shy away from it. The difficulty should excite you and want you to be successful in life. And I think that I owe a lot of that to being raised in a military household. Yeah. sounds like your parents um, did give you a, a broad picture of what determination, grit, the hard work and dedication to get to where you want to go. And so I noticed that in you a year and a half ago when we started talking. When I was a military student consultant and our friend connected us as you were a new student in a newly retiring family returning back home to Kansas, we were both struck by your desire to find your place, to find your place in this world, to take ownership and accountability for where you were going and how you were going to get there. You had a lot of motivation. You had a tremendous desire to 
look at all of the options. And that's one of the things that I was, I have worked with thousands of students, thousands in many states through this very thing to help them decide what's next after high school. What am I doing with my life? Where am I going? What do I want to do? What does everyone else tell me that I have to do? And, and somehow you found in all of the voices, you found your own. So that is very inspiring. You also relocated in 2020, I believe, yes. right during COVID. Mm -hmm. And so you had left what you had known as home and moved into a small community and you were trying to adjust to your new world and the new expectations and all of the clicks and groups in your small town. And mm -hmm. small towns are a lot like military installations. They're small and, but that's a good thing too, because everyone knows one another. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell me a little bit about um, your COVID move? You, your family ETS uh, retired from the military and you yeah. were no longer able to identify as a military child because your father was retired, but as a veteran's family, what was it like moving during COVID? Yes. So my dad retired in 2017. So the period from 2017 to 2020 and preparing to move, it was a really strange time in a way. We were trying to adjust to what someone would call a quote unquote normal life and I feel like you grow up in being military, you grow up in this bubble community, whatever you want to find in it. And now that you no longer technically belong to that community, it's like, okay, we actually have the freedom to do what we want to do. What do we want to do? And that was a time our family really had to do some thinking and where do we want to be 10 years down the road, five years down the road? And here we are five years down the road. And we ultimately decided to be closer to family, which we had hadn't really had the opportunity to grow up with having that access to family so close to you. And it's been great having that. And that period was just a period of like regrouping and the Figuring out like what you actually want to do is that defining moment in your life. And it's really great experience. And I feel like growing up in a military community, that's all you know. And I wasn't in this situation. We only moved two times while my dad was active duty. And I know it's different for other families moving every other year every three years so they understand the constant moving and having to relocate and adjust to their military community and it's strange when all of a sudden you that parent is retired and you no longer have to go through that so it's always going to be a part of who you are but you can't erase your past and uh -huh. It's a period where you search for a new sense of community. And how do you find that? Right. It, it is a good, uh, it's a big transition. You know, you, you transition from middle school to high school, high school to college, but then 
as a military child, you transitioned locations or like your family transitioned out of the military and all those places hold value. Uh, you learn lessons along the way. And so how did that affect you when you did move and you were in the phase of no longer in the military community, considered a veterans family, but how did it affect you emotionally when you were in the middle of that search? I think that in a way it was relieving to me because I had the freedom and we weren't held back from going our own way and touching back on what I said earlier about searching for a new community. Um, it was a really great opportunity for my family because we relocated to a very small town in Kansas and family seemed to be everywhere and which helped me and it made my um, my journey easier and finding my new community and during COVID we were locked down and I think I was very fortunate to be in that small town where you know you were hearing one thing and you were seeing another so during that moment of lockdown during COVID and you didn't know what to do it was easy to turn to your small community your family and take that opportunity to learn about who you are who your family was and I think part learning who your ancestors were learning who you came from helps you to figure out who you are as a person today and that 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 is your new community uh -huh, and growing uh -huh. their relationship yes and and when we talked initially you had mentioned the word rootlessness mm -hmm. and you know just to prepare for our conversation today I you know did some word searching just to see and um wanted to bounce some of these off of you. Um, a lack of having no roots to a person, a place, or a society. Um, a lack of deep relationships with extended family members. A lack of historical family connections to a place or a town. Um, or not even knowing where home was to return to. Um, as military children often move around and, and we say, where are you from? And they are like, oh, you're ready for the list? Because <laughs> where is home? Yes. You know, home is where the heart is. I mm -hmm. think always home is where the heart is. So, but but in the rootlessness and in, in that, did you experience feeling unsteady? Did you um, question like your position in, in the community, in the world or uh, did you feel a sense of uh, homelessness, possibly, or transient, kind of like a vagabond, you know? Uh, right. I'm here for a minute, a few mm -hmm. years, and then I'll be moving on. And so um, <clears throat> that sense of rootlessness, excuse me, is is more than just physical. It's emotional. And so yes. did you find yourself feeling those things, which ended up driving you to do some research yes. on your own? Yes, so I would say that I definitely had that feeling more so while we were still active duty rather than being a retired family. Um, I don't know if I would call it trauma in a way, but it was being feeling rootlessness. It's it takes an emotional, a mental toll on you, and I really started to feel that. And growing up in the South, 
you as a young girl even and I guess guys can feel this too but for me personally it my I didn't have the best body image and when I started to research my genealogy and understand who my ancestors were and who my roots were that I started to be able to connect the dots and I was comfortable with who I was as a person and realized that it's okay that I am who I am because this is who my family was and having that meant so much to me uh-huh. and I feel like it healed me of my past trauma that emotional and that mental toll that it had on me and I'm so thankful that it happened that way uh-huh. well you know it's family is there for a reason they are part of us and um as military families often are away from their extended family um they don't have an opportunity at the time to engage but there is always the future and there's always the here and the now and i'm very proud of you for engaging your present and your future to get to know your family um, I've talked with other military children along the way that uh, may may feel a little insecure and that their family, their extended family may almost even feel like strangers to them. But um, I very much appreciate how you took the time that you were given during your family's retirement process and compounded with COVID that you actually took the time to sit and listen and do some research and engage because sometimes the hardest first step is engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you remember when you moved back to Kansas and you met everyone as as a young adult for the first time, not as a child. Yes. And those are different relationships, aren't they? Yes. I believe that as you're older, you start to value those relationships more and you take that seriously. And it's something that you're going to hold with you longer and it's going to mean more to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you say now that you're engaged, you've done your family history, you've done your research, you understand the history, the genetics, the culture, parts of who you are and where you came from, which are a huge part of someone searching for their identity. And um, do you feel that you're on a more steady footing, that you're more firm, confident, secure um, in your life now at this point? Completely. And I look, if I, younger me could see who I have become today, I don't think you could convince her that this is actually what's going on. Um, So... I was always the shy and quiet person and I wasn't very confident with my image and myself and um, being able to connect with my family roots helped me break out of that shell and what really got me started was so my school Ellsworth High School had winter homecoming my senior year and I was one of the candidates and one of the questions they put on the survey was 
who do you admire most? And having come out of doing the research on my family, I was like, I can't pick just one person. It's all of my ancestors and all of their hardships that they had to endure to get to this country and be successful in their lives is who I am today. And I admire that. And so one of my talking points was my Czech heritage and my ancestors who came from the Czech Republic. It was Czechoslovakia. And someone in the crowd took note of that. And a week or two later, she was a substitute in one of my classes. And she was like, you're Hannah, right? You talked about your Czech heritage, right? I'm like, yes, that's me. I was a little taken aback and like, what does she want? And she was like, well, Wilson, Kansas has a Czech heritage pageant. And every year there's the After Harvest Czech Festival. And of course, I've attended that a few years. And I really wanted to know more about this whole, you know, heritage pageant. I'm like, okay. I never once thought that I would be a pageant girl, but yeah, I ate my own words there. Um, I am here today as Miss Czechoslovak Kansas for 2022-2023. So definitely, I think I am in a much better place mentally and having the confidence in myself as a person through knowing who my family was, who's been such a huge piece in doing that. And I also want to say that growing my relationship with Christ, if, you know, you're a person who doesn't really have the motivation to research your ancestry, there's always this outlet through God and through Christ that you can find that community as well. And growing your relationship with him has been huge. Yes, I'm sure it has. I'm sure that's part of your identity. And uh, that's wonderful that you're looking at all aspects of your life, your culture, religion, your faith, all of the things that make you Hannah, right? And so I just have to say, again, your tenacity is overwhelming. Thank you. And inspiring. So proud. I'm sure your parents are just so proud of you. And congratulations for winning um, the pageant. You put yourself out there, you invested in yourself, you believed in yourself, and um, you engaged in the community that you were growing in. And that is one of the things that challenged military children every time they move, every time they relocate, they have to invest in themselves, be resilient, put themselves out there, engage and bloom where they're planted, right? And you've done that and you are reaping the harvest of your investment. I am very proud of you. Thank you so much. We did talk about the rootlessness. So you found your root in your heritage and in your faith and in your community and in your extended family. That's a really beautiful, beautiful story. What would you say to other young military girls or boys going through this process? And or what would you say to their parents trying to support them? I would definitely 
encourage them to look into their past and their history because I mean you never know what you're going to find and it's extremely fascinating to uncover those family stories it helps you to grow closer to your extended family which you may not have previously had such a strong relationship with and in doing that you have begun to work on a community there in that aspect um and for me it was sort of easy because my mom had a job at the historical society in town so i was able to volunteer a lot of my free time there and it allowed me to connect with my community in another way and interacting with the people who came through the doors every day it was insane to get to interact with them and like tell them who your family was and them just lighting up because they knew them and seeing you here today and them being able to make that connection was so worth it and really strengthened my connection with my community in Ellsworth. And, um, you know, if you don't want to move back to your hometown or if that's not an option, then invest time into the local historical societies or the local museums in wherever you may call home and build connections and communities that way. And, you know, if that isn't it, there's always roots in God and knowing that he sees you and he sees your struggles that you can rely on him. And recently I've started going to Christian Challenge on campus. It's a campus ministry at K-State and I do not regret it one bit. Those families feeling that sense of rootlessness, it takes time. It's not going to happen instantly. In that time, you use it to grow your relationship with him or in your community and your family and whether it's researching your heritage, researching a new community outside the military life or growing through Christ. It's all part of the process. Yes, exactly. And Psalm 133, it urges us to move toward God in deep, rich community and having the sense of awareness that he can be an option for a community, whether it's your heritage or it's your faith. It doesn't have to be Christianity, but just having a sense of faith and a sense of belonging is the best community you could ever ask for. I agree. I think it's just part of the human condition that we all have a desire to be known. And it's how we make our connections. It's how we spend our time in this world. It's how we spend our time in our energy, where we invest ourselves, our hearts, part of who you are. Uh, Essentially, you know, it's all part of who you become. And so the journey is, is a process. And, um, So your journey as a military child has been, as a military child to a military adult, you are deciding what you're doing with your future and how you're going to live in your life, in your future, how you're going to spend your time and your energy. And those are all part of the growth process Mm -hmm. and growing where you're planted and engaging in your community, engaging and investing in yourself. And so those are all part of uh, 
the process. That's all part of who you become. Yes. And so, uh, in your society, in your position as Miss Czechoslovak of Kansas, mm -hmm. you um, are going to be investing your time and energy in this part of discussing your mm -hmm. path as a military child and growing into a military, a young adult, and mm -hmm. where you're finding your place in this world and where you're establishing your root. And so I love that it's an ag science and that you're looking possibly at a, at a global perspective of food supply. That is a very interesting to me because that shows your depth of looking beyond yourself. And so that's pretty impressive. And so I encourage you to keep digging in, keep searching, keep planting your root, establishing your root. And um, I do hope that you can share that with other young people around you that it is the investing in yourself, the intentional engaging in your community, in the life and the world around you that helps you define your identity. And so the legacy that you're going to leave as your root is mm -hmm. the end goal. If you have the end in mind with the, the end root of what you want your tree to look like. And so I have to ask, do you feel rootless at this point in your life? At this point in my life, I can happily say that I really don't feel rootless anymore. And I feel that there's not a lot that I can complain about at this point in my life. And I owe a lot of it to having that sense of belonging that truly is enough to heal you of that past emotional or mental toll, that trauma in a way that it's worked for me. And I want to be able to share that with anyone else who's feeling this way, that I truly believe that it can help you heal. I think that's great because it is part of the process. Well, I would like to thank you for sharing your story with listeners today, Hannah, and um, I'm sure your parents and your extended family that are blessed to know you at this time in your life, the stage of your life are all very proud of you because you have intentionally engaged relationships and you've maintained relationships as well. And you've made new connections and those are hard things to do. And that shows that you're resilient and that you're motivated and you have a desire to grow. And so I hope, and I know that your story is going to inspire other military connected youth and and parents to help them all walk together forward in their life. And so thank you so much for, for talking with us today about rootlessness. Well, thank you so much for having me and I hope that this helps. Definitely, definitely. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. We'd like to thank again the Tyndall Spouses Club for their contribution to today's episode. Until next time, live a great story.